dog or something. What are She's at home, didn't she? Oh, she oh. is. Kathy's oh. the one. Yes. Oh, God. The two of Okay, so when this, when, when Kim was um, having us look at the fruit of the Spirit, um, and it asked if I would be um, interested or willing to um, lead one of them, um, I had, had text back and said, yes, I get joy and peace. <laughs> so this one is on joy. Um, but let's, let's look at Galatians 5.22 again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So joy is a gift of the Spirit. It's a gift. It cannot be taken from you. Um, it is through our faith in Christ that we have this fruit of the Spirit. Um, it, it amazes me that each fruit is separate, but yet how they intertwine with each other. Um, we can have, um, you know, peace and maybe not be quite as strong in self-control or <laughs> I, I use that one because I, I, I struggle with the self-control on so many levels. Um, but also how, you know, like joy, it can make the, um, the others stronger and more evident. Um, if we have love, we will tend to, um, if we're strong in that, in that fruit during whatever circumstance or situation you're going through, um, the others seem to fall into place and are stronger, um, I think. Um, I can say for a fact with joy, I, peace and joy come together. I can't have peace without joy. Um, and so I think some are more connected to each other than others. But um, so Webster defines joy as the emotion invoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, or delight. <laughs> the Bible's definition of joy is a little different. Joy is choosing to respond to the external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction. It's a perpetual gladness of the heart that comes from knowing, experiencing, and trusting Jesus. So it can either be used as a noun or a verb or an adverb, and that's going to surprise my daughter that I actually know what those are. <laughs> um, and the Bible uses it in both ways. So the, the verse that uh, God led me to for for joy is Hebrews 12:2. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So when you guys read this or 
think about it, what, what comes to your mind? is our strength and I think when we have joy we have strength yes so yes. I, joy always brings that to my mind I that, that was one I looked at too <laughs> so, um, what I found interesting um, is that this verse um, it's you know obviously at the beginning of, of chapter 12 of Hebrews but the chapter that precedes is the Hall of Faith. The Hall of Faith, it lists out, you know, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and the faith and such that they had. Um, I don't think it's by accident that we read about the examples of faith through godly people, persons, or situations. So in verse 1, the writer is telling us because we have such a large cloud of witnesses around us, we are to lay aside every hindrance or distraction and sin that we are so easily ensnared by. Instead, we are to run the race that lies before us with endurance, a race that we don't know what the obstacles will be. Um, it was on a Wednesday night when we were studying um, Hebrews, so it had to have been some time ago. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been in First Peter and Second Peter for a while. Um, Jim was, was talking about, um, he's, he's done the Warrior Dash, and I know Clay and Katie have done the Warrior Dash or type of, of obstacle. Um, they're like mud runs. Um, and the race, I think, the comparison, the race that lays, lies before us is the same as like a, a warrior dash. Um, you train, you try and prepare yourself, but you don't know what the obstacles are that they're going to put out and that you have to face. We don't know the plan that God has for us and we each go through different circumstances, situations, events um, that blindside us, um, that the only way we have trained for them is, I think, being in God's word, strengthening our relationship with him um, to prepare us for whatever obstacle is going to lay in our, in our path. So keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith through trials and tribulations is not easy to maintain our joy through those situations or circumstances. Um, God's timing just always amazes me, but it shouldn't. Um, you know, his timing is perfect. Um, but today's U version devotional um, is exactly what they're talking 
you know, what they were talking about was joy. It was James 1, 2. It tells us to consider it pure, pure joy when, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So it's not a one and done. I made it through my toughest trial and, okay, smooth sailing from here. The Bible never tells us <laughs> that it's going to be easy. I think from our first step as, as a Christian to mature Christians and, um, or more mature Christians. I don't think anybody's arrived. Um, but um, in, in Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus knew the race he was facing. And through it, <clears throat> including the cross, he didn't lose his joy. He is seated at the right hand of God. So seated, he's completed what God had lined out for him. And he, facing the, the cross and the, the beatings, the is it scorching, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, he knew all of that was coming. And he maintained his joy. What was it that supported the human soul of Christ under these unparalleled sufferings? It was the joy that was set before him. He had something in view under all his sufferings, sitting at the right hand of God. We have ours. It's eternal life with Jesus. Um, it goes on to say that Jesus is our example, our strength. So no matter what we're struggling with, he's going to be there with us. Uh, we won't grow weary and give up if we keep our eyes on Jesus. That is the key, I think, to joy in any circumstance um, you know I find it find it interesting that nobody can take away your joy yet we lose our joy mm -hmm. at times um, and it's when we renew our relationship or dive back into our relationship with with Jesus that I think Our joy comes back or if we stay in his word which is not always easy um, we will maintain our joy um, I was just up at a, a celebration of life for a former volunteer of mine and she had battled um, breast cancer three times and the last cancer that got her was colon cancer. Um, but every time I seen her, she had the sweetest spirit. Um, I do not know if she was a believer or not, but um, she always had a smile on her face. And when she was volunteering, she chose to volunteer in the cancer center. Um, it was her way of, of connecting with those that didn't have somebody 
there with them going through treatments. Um, but I never saw her lose her joy. Um, I was out on the, on the porch when I was leaving. This lady uh, came out and she says, I remember you when <clears throat> Barb would take you in or take me into the hospital with her and we'd always have to go and say hi to you. And uh, she was asking me questions about, about where I was at in my, in my walk with you know, cancer and I, I was telling her and uh, we were smiling and, and laughing and she says, how can you smile and laugh through what you're going through? And I says, God. You know, I have no other explanation for it, but God. Uh, I had told uh, her daughter that, uh, I says, God's got this. And she looks at me and she says, well, you do too. And I says, because God's got this and me. <laughs> you know, it's like, they, they, they kind of go together. Um, so, Joy is not a feeling or an action we can be commanded to have or show. Psalm 137.3, the, Jew captor, the, the Jews' captors wanted them to sing in the land of their exile something that they were unable to do. They, they could not sing because they were taken from their land and now was in an exiled land and they could not be commanded to to sing and then joy can be experienced in the simplest things um, Matthew 18 12 and 13 is where we hear about the shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one goes astray and he goes after that one and when he finds it, he rejoices. Um, so simple things, earth-shattering things, um, we can have our joy through all of that. For us as God's children, the power of joy is never-ending. Um, although not one fruit of the Spirit is more important than another, Joy enables us to experience the others in the way that Jesus did. We see Jesus' passion, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. No runner in the race ever had such terrible experiences as he. Yet, he kept looking ahead and pressing on with his heart fixed on the coming joy. That's where our focus should be. No matter what we face, what experiences, we can have the same joy that Jesus did. And he is our perfect example of joy. Um, do you guys have any thoughts or comments? Quilting tips, as Jim used to say. <laughs> I remember years ago in Awana, that 
in the day, we always learned, they taught us what joy meant was how you spell it. It's Jesus, others, and then yourself. And if you put those things in the right order, then you have joy. So I like really that. For when I was little, so I still remember. I, I like I that. I don't remember yesterday, so. Jesus, others, yourself. If you put it in line, just like the word, then your life will mm -hmm. be better. Exactly. I had an opportunity, um, actually, it was before our last women's retreat that was at, um, was it at Bryce? No. Camp Burton. Was it Burton? Burton, that's what it was. And um, Becky E. Sowers was having a tough time. You know, this. <laughs> Stand mildly. <laughs> well, actually, this was, she, this was before we got there. And um, she, so we, I pulled off at the park, Shovel Park, and we just sat and talked for a very long time. And one of the things that she was saying is, I don't have any joy. I lost it. And I said, no, you didn't. You didn't lose your joy. I said, happiness comes and goes. Yep. But as Christians, I said, this is, this is, these are my thoughts, that as a Christian, I have joy. And the reason why I have joy is because I have Jesus, and he has me. And, and we are told in this book that by accepting him, we have eternal life, you know, and that brings joy. And, and with that, it should bring joy in any circumstance with that being, you know, what with, our eyes are fixed on. And I said, that's the foundation. <coughs> that's what we stand upon. And the... Blowing of the wind brings happiness and takes happiness depending on the circumstances. But um, even in my toughest times, even when I was the maddest of God and told him what I thought about him, which I knew was a little bit, um, I don't know if I should do this or not, but he knows what my thoughts are. <laughs> anyway, might as well say I it. Just push it down. Yep. When our focus is on the situation or whatever we may be going through, and not focused on on Jesus.
and, and through those circumstances, um, there's a purpose. Uh, do we always know or see the focus of, or the purpose of what, why we're going through what we are? Um, sometimes we may, um, sometimes we may never know till we're sitting at his feet. Um, you know, and, and I think of some of the, the situations or circumstances that, um, that you have gone through and how God has used that experience as painful as it was to be able to help somebody else through it. Um, I think of, of you and Kathy um, when I was first uh, shared that I was diagnosed. Um, the support and encouragement and just sharing, even though the circumstances were not exactly the same, they were close enough that you had been through some of what I am and how that just, you know, gives you that light. It's like, okay, I, I, I can do this. Um, As well, and I had people that shared with me, you know, it will be okay. Becky, um, I, I talked to Becky at no, I mean, long lengths of conversation um, and helped me through that. And I have now been blessed to have two other ladies that um, are going through um, the same thing and am able to help them yeah. through that journey. Um, and, and one of the ladies, um, she says, uh, we went to lunch and she's like, Jill, I have, I have lost my joy. So we had, you know, the conversation that, no, you haven't lost it. It's, it's there. It just needs to be brought up to, to the top. Um, and she now um, has gotten closer to, to God and, and her joy. She'll tell me her joy is back, um, which um, without, without God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, um, and the various fruit of the spirit. Um, I don't, I don't see, see how people can go through earth shattering circumstances, let alone the simple things. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would look around the, the treatment room and it's like, okay, how many of these folks have Jesus in their heart? Um, very fortunate that one of the traveler um, nurses, uh, great guy, um, Christian, and you can't help but overhear conversations in that room because it echoes. I mean, there is chairs on the outside, and that's pretty much it. Um, and so we would have, Jim, him, and I would have conversations different Christian songs, you know, just various different things about our weekend and, and such. And it's like, okay, God, how many of these people heard, 
you know, what we're talking about. Uh, So God will use our joy and our circumstances um, to glorify him. And, you know, again, we don't know what obstacles or situations God has in our plan and what purpose um, those are. Um, But he will never leave us. It's it's us who will wander away. I I look at the first part of this where it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So he didn't keep his eyes fixed on the cross. He didn't keep his eyes looking at the shame. His eyes were looking beyond that. And I think, I mean, to me, I, I, I wrote down on the other side over here, you know, he had faith. He knew. He knew what his, he knew what was also coming. And so by faith, um, you know, how do we run that race? How do we do that and do it with joy? And the only way to do it is by looking to Jesus. It's the only way. And and I love it was in one of our U version um, devotions not too long ago, you know, where Peter says, Well, where would we go, Lord? You know, and I think about that. It's the same for us, you know, well, where would we go? If we're not gonna keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, yeah, we're not gonna have joy. We can keep our eyes fixed on the circumstance, the shame, the heartache, the whatever it is, the obstacle that's in our path of the race. But if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we're going to have that joy because we don't see these things, we see him. In that in that verse, you know, knowing what he was about to face. Mm-hmm. And still he went went through it. Um, you know, we have no idea what our next obstacle or, or circumstance or situation is going to be. And yet Christ knew what he was about to go through, and he still had his joy. Um, that, if that's not the perfect example of joy, I I have no idea what would be. Um, but any other comments or thoughts? I can't help but think about how, if you look at the race and think about being a disciple, and you turn that, so like your obstacle is breast cancer. It was an obstacle and it could have brought you down mm-hmm. It still can in moments, mm-hmm. but as you talk about it, how with you keeping your eye on Jesus, you have been able to reach other people with where God has put you in your life right now to bring joy to others as well. So in a way, like we don't know, you know, what this race is going to look like, what's going to happen. But at the same time, we have the ultimate goal, but there are so many other things, so much work to be done Mm -hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I think that also is helped too because it's not just us. Or it's not just like my desire to get to heaven is the only thing. It also talks about how like 
we shouldn't let others fall behind either. Right, and and it talks and, about in the in the verse um, before that, or the yeah the verse before that is we have such a large cloud of witnesses. Yes. I mean, you have no idea who's watching you. Um, And and that applies to every aspect of our lives, Um, from how we are at home with our our kids or or spouses or or such, um, to our workplace or, you know, shopping place or, you know, various areas them seeing how you respond or react to um, life in general, but then when they see um, how you handle and and get through some of the the harder things, um, it God will use that. He will um, draw people to you or to a church, to Jesus, um, because of how you handled or went through something. Um, I think about, oh, years and years ago uh, when we were at First Baptist Church, Pine Top, and Mr. Kevin was our Sunday school teacher, and how he shared... um, and I'm sure it was not easy for him to share because he is a humble man. But I, there was some situation that happened with the pilots. Um, I think they lost somebody. I can't remember that detail of it. Um, and there were um, a couple of guys that people would go to to get counseling or to talk about it. And they flocked to, to Mr. Kevin because of how they had seen him respond to other circumstances throughout um, his career, um, that they witnessed how he handled those kinds of things and how that drew them to him to see how can you how can you have this joy or you know still have a faith no matter what it was in um, after going through this other situation or such and just how how God will will use that so again the cloud of witnesses um, we don't know who they are where they are um, or what seeds are planted with with Todd's service um, this Saturday um, our prayer has been specifically on Wednesday nights, but I'm sure all of us have a different, you know, have a prayer in mind. But is there are going to be several of his coworkers here that do not know Christ, and my prayer is that the multitude of seeds that Todd has planted along the years of him working with them in the hospital, I mean, all aspects that through those that have witnessed 
Todd, and Todd has been able to share with them that someone accepts Christ. Um, because obviously the, the message is, is going to be a salvation <laughs> kind of message in there. But, um, you know, I just, I look at just people I, I hang out with and, and their joy. Um, fortunately, 90% of who I hang out with are Christians. <laughs> but even, you know, when Jane and I are having lunch, um, you know, and somebody may overhear our conversation, uh, you just never know <coughs> what those kind of, of places that, you know, God's going to going to give us. One of the things I think about are the people that come into our church. Um, and because, I mean, it's, we would probably be surprised the number of people that don't know the Lord that come into the church. And maybe the hesitancy that they had because they've done this, that, or the other thing. But when you're welcomed into a church body, um, going along with the squadron because at, we had lost a crew. Mm. And um, that went down and lost the, the pilot and, and navigator, and, um, which is very, very difficult. But at that same squadron, um, in Texas is when we lost one of the, our daughter that was stillborn. And the, you know, they, the pastor asked Brother Dave, said, well, how many people are you expecting at the service? And we went, well, church people, you know, and, but what, what about from the base? And, and Kevin said, well, I'm sure my commander, my squadron commander, will come and maybe the other flight commanders and I don't know, he said maybe five, four or five couples perhaps, maybe 10, 12 people. And um, what happened, we, we pulled into our church, it was a larger church than this, quite a bit larger, and the parking lot was totally full. And, and, oh, prior to that, Brother Dave said, what do you want the message to be? And Kevin said, salvation, because if there's anybody here from the base, chances are they're not, they don't know the Lord. And so we go walking in, because they told us not to get there until the start time. And um, our church was full. And after the, the service, of course, there was a reception um, afterward, and I, Kevin and I stood there as people came by for 45 minutes. And it was the base commander, the advice commander. It was many, many people from the base. And one of the things that somebody overheard, one of our my church um, overheard because it was a spread. You know how we put out spreads. In <laughs> it was a spread. And somebody overheard these squadron ladies talking and said, Are they 
the church lady said they didn't need our, our help and the squadrons used to taking care of somebody in their squad. They do everything. The church only gave us one day that we could bring a meal or something and then they saw this spread and then they, they the people there were so welcoming and you just never know. And you know, when and that's something that I think here, I think we do it well here to be quite frank, but of welcoming people in and and um, come join the rest of us sinners, you know. <laughs> this is this is why we're why we're here and you just kinda have to be at the ready all the time. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. But I don't know. I, I just wonder. To me, I still don't know the reason why God took Jennifer when he did. He has a reason, and I know that. And um, there might be one person in heaven because of her. There might be. that may not have been. Any other thoughts or comments before we wind it down and start prayer requests? We have a lot of company. <laughs> always in our house, you know. And it's always, you know, would you like to go to church with us? And, you know, most of them are Christians and most of them do want to come. But after they've been here once, it's like, we are going to church with you on Sunday, aren't we? <laughs> and they come in and they feel comfortable. And And that's important. Mm -hmm. That is so important to have that security and um, welcoming feel yes. um, when you walk through any church doors. Oh, that's the thing. Jim and I have talked that were we not, you know, pastor here at the church, um, it is still a church we would come to. I mean, because it is that it's home. You know, I, I think, you know, our home church is cons considered your home church, you know, where you accepted Christ and um, three quarters of our family was baptized up there, um, is Pine Top. And it'll always hold a very special place, but it is not a place that I would go to church. Not that it's bad or anything like that. Um, <coughs> It's this this church feels so much like home. It's family with love. Yep. And during the week too. <laughs> you can really just call anybody if you need mm -hmm. something. Yes. You know, I mean, it's neat to know that. Encouraging, yes. encouraging pictures or words. <laughs> like on the prayer chain with Dana and Gary. Mm -hmm. She yeah. is in. Uh, They're Virginia. what in the Carolinas now? They're in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. And 
probably missed her. They just sat right back there. Yep, sit right back yep. there. <laughs> and uh, she's reached out to our prayer chain for her oldest friend. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Cross the miles. So. All right. Well, we'll end it there.